The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. So almost 20,000 people have joined the Friends of the IRR to stop the alleged abuse of citizens and turn South Africa around under the Stop Citizen Abuse campaign. Now, according to the International Race Relations, families are paying more than half of their income to the state, and these taxes are crippling South African businesses and families, even as much as uh, of what is paid gets stolen through corruption. So what is this citizen abuse? abuse that they refer to? Can a government abuse its citizens? And uh, joining us right now on the line is uh, Amy Claire Morton, and uh, she is the content producer from the Institute of Race Relations. And uh, good evening, Angie. Um, Amy, Amy Claire. Good evening, Amy Claire. Good evening. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. So, you are saying that South African citizens are being abused. Mm-hmm, we are. Um, so citizen abuse is a term coined by our CEO, Franz Crenier, and basically it's a term we're using to describe all kinds of abuses that South Africans face at the hands of the government. So that's um, stealing from taxpayers, taking citizens for granted, it's physical abuse, undermining of civil civil rights and liberties, um, wasting money and resources meant for community upliftment, just all abuses, and we're terming it, terming it as citizen abuse. And we're trying to encourage South Africans to stand up to citizen abuse and hold government to account. Mm. And, and, and how are you going about, um, you know, trying to make citizens hold government to account? What are some of the mechanisms that you are putting in place? Mm. Well, um, one of the first things we did actually was to go to the government with a memorandum on the 3rd of March and explain to them what citizen abuse is and what they need to do to stop it. Um, after that, we wrote a letter to Sanral because a journalist published an article quoting Sanral saying they could withhold vehicle licenses and we were able to clarify that they do not have the legislative mandate to do that. Um, and we wrote a letter to Barca and Patricia DeLille asking them to engage with us actually in a live stream next week, Thursday, um, to answer the question about in the event of expropriation with our compensation, what happens with the outstanding bond on, on a property or a home? Who takes responsibility for the outstanding debt on that? And most recently, something we did this week, we actually um, published a video that we did an interview with a residence association who fixed up their own potholes. Um, so something more positive for a change, because <laughs> we do a lot of identifying problems. And then this week, we actually had more of a positive story. Um, so yeah, really that, really trying to give South Africans examples of people who are getting it right, inspirations, trying to show people that it makes a difference to call government to account and to unite as South Africa's. South Africans and take care of each other and also pointing out the things that are wrong that the government needs to change. And what has been the response to the um, talks that you've had with government? Are they actually um, alluding to the fact that um, citizens are feeling abused? As yet, they have not responded to us. (laughs) So we will be following up on that. We have been following up on that, but as yet we have not had a response. Mm. And, and and talk about the major new tax increases that are on the way. And you also touched on one of the the biggest one being the um, EWC that will tax your mm. business income and assets. Just tell us more about that. Yes, of course. Um, so obviously with like our government, the reason 
Uh, sorry, let me start again. Um, so when we pay rates and taxes, we're almost in a contract with the government where we're saying we're paying this to you so that you can provide the infrastructure, the things that we can't provide on our own, um, to enable us all to prosper and do well. And when the government takes those taxes and doesn't deliver on it, first of all, that's a kind of abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, but also the crippling taxation makes it very hard for South Africans and businesses to prosper and do well. And the thing with expropriation without compensation is a lot of us, we kind of think of it as farmland and we don't really realize that it gives government the power to expropriate any assets. And the problem with that is that businesses and investors understand it very well, so they get driven away. And at this point, we really, really, following COVID and everything, need those investors to turn turn the country around and stage an economic recovery. So it's a kind of policy that does a huge amount of damage to the ordinary citizen, even though it may not seem so. It does actually affect us all. All right, I'm going to invite our listeners. So I'm joined by Amy Claire Morton, who's a content producer for the Institute of Race Relations. Do you feel abused as 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 a, a, a citizen of this country? Do you feel that your taxes are misused? And um, some of the points that the race rela- international race relations has actually, um, you know sort of like listed as um, the kind of abuse that citizens are facing is, for example, uh, the failure to take action against corruption and incompetence, um, physical abuses by by citizens such as uh, shooting at them, beating them, torturing them. So let's find out your experience as South Africans at, at this point and whether you agree with some of the issues that the IRR is raising. Now, um, Amy Claire, you've got sign our text petition going on. Mm-hmm. What is that about? Are you calling for people to withdraw their taxes? No, no. The sign of the tax petition is asking people to stand with us and asking the government um, to be accountable. Um, so that's what that's about. And you can also become a friend of the IRR because when you support us, we can continue to do these things to um, actually put new clarity out there on what's happening and confront government institutions on where they are abusing citizens. Mm. I mean, uh, you know, obviously your your campaign is, 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 is not the first in terms of trying to get government mm-hmm. to account. Um, I think every day government is called to account through, yeah. through different means. What can really get us to win as, as, as South Africans and to really get what we are worth? And a lot of us who are taxpayers can sometimes feel that, you know, uh, we're not getting value for our taxes, that mm-hmm. you're having a lot of municipalities that are not getting services and all that. So there have been calls. I mean, they, they you also get um, what we call basic service delivery protests yeah. happening now and again. This does not seem to work. So what makes you think that this campaign government will actually listen and that they'll actually be changed? Yeah, very good question. Um, Well, first of all, I'm going to start with service delivery protests. It's interesting because one of my colleagues really liked the term citizen abuse because he said it kind of alludes to an abusive relationship. Mm. And in a way, we South Africans are in in an abusive relationship with our government because if you think of it like when people get married, they make certain like 
contractual promises. And if you think of it like that, we entered this contract with the government and they're not keeping to their side of the bargain. And the way you can react in those kind of circumstances is you can make a fuss and try to demand your rights or you can walk away. And I think service delivery protests are very much the sort of demanding rights. Mm. And then you have all these communities that are starting to fix their own issues, like the Harry Smith Water Heroes and the Community Panorama Residents Association, who we interviewed, and the video of which we put out this week. So you have those two different reactions that people can make. But a very interesting insight to me is one of my colleagues said to me, because I've said before, I've asked that very question. I've asked, do what we is, is what we're doing actually making a difference? Mm. Amy and Claire, answer, I'm going to be rude, my dear, and ask you to hold it right there. Let's take a break and so that you can have enough time to respond. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. The Viewpoint on SAFM. Right, this is the viewpoint and we're talking about the stop citizen abuse with Amy Claire Morton from the Institute of, of Race Relations and uh, you can call us 011-714-2006 also your WhatsApp voice notes I see that, that they're coming in thick and fast on 061-410-4107 basically what we're asking you is should we be filling our po- own potholes and uh, should we continue to, to wait in hope and just pray that municipalities will deliver. What does active citizenry mean to you as a South mm. African? Do call us. Um, I see that we have a caller, Amy Clare, and uh, Patrick from King Williamstown is on the line. Good evening, okay. Patrick. Hi. Good evening. Hi. Yes. Um, uh, are you okay? I'm fine. How are you? I'm okay. I'm surviving, but abused. <laughs> are you? Or do you also feel abused? Yeah, I, I can agree more with Amy. Mm, mm. T- t- so what yeah, can we... in many what? ways. For example, uh, what we hoped for was a better society. Mm. Are, you, are, you, are you listening? Yeah, I'm listening, Patrick. I am we are with you, Patrick. Yes, we, what we were hoping for with our leadership, Nelson Mandela, Oliver Tambo, and all other chaps, we were hoping for a better society, but... Unfortunately, what we have seems not to be what we ordered. We, imagine mm. you sitting in a, in a restaurant or hotel, you order some good food, but now you are given something that you, you don't know what it is. Mm. So what we are now have, having, this corruption, I experience it every day, and I feel abused because I am now rendered voiceless. If you remember the apartheid, we were voiceless. And our mm. only voice was Archbishop Desmond Tutu, who was once dubbed the voice of the voiceless by uh, New York Times magazine. Now I'm voiceless. Even now, as, as I speak to you, if it was not for the uh, kindness of the lady on, on, on the radio to put me through, I wouldn't be able to be talking to you about my abuse. So mm. this is a serious matter. Don't take it lightly. For example, I've just recently applied to one of the public departments as you want to go through the corridors, you feel this aura of uh, corruption among our people. How good you are, how committed you are, does not increase your chances of getting into the public space. Now yeah. I'm reminded of the words of Judge Owen Rogers, mm. who once said that legal practitioners are privileged to be part of a noble profession. And as such, should lead by example and distinguish themselves 
by their absence, not their presence at the corruption feeding trough. But what we see, they are there, they are present at the corruption feeding trough. These are the people that we hope should distance themselves from the corruption feeding trough. Mm, mm. That does not make sense. That makes sense, Patrick. Thank you so much Thank for your you. contribution tonight. Let's move to Emma Lacheni and Johan is holding on the line. Johan, a very good evening to you. Do you feel abused this evening? Ma'am, uh, I've been calling SAFM since, I don't know, mm. talking to Kathy on the time of 9 o'clock. I think it's 11 o'clock to afternoon. Mm. I've been owed by the government since from 2017. I remember your story. And uh, when I go, when, when what what hurts me a lot, the government is sending me the tax returns to say I'm owing them, but they're owing me money above those millions. Mm. It's been seven years. I've entered the matter to Premier's office, entered the matter to the High Court, they can't find my court orders, which were granted. I'm just so surprised. I went to the DTG's offices, been called there. I've been... All the doors that you feel as a South African, you can be helped. My report, they say it is with you, SIU. When I come to SIU, SIU said the report is at the premier's office. You come to the premier's office, we are not responsible for this. We are waiting for SIU. For seven years, my children are suffering. For seven years, I'm suffering. All my stuff has been taken out of my hand by the sheriffs, by the government sending orders. People who wish I'm owing them are sending orders to me. Mm. When I get into the government and knocking at the door, I'm saying I'm a green ball-coded person who's been, you know, you know, Oh, Johan, I've... The taxpayers' taxpayers money, it's been taken. There by Project Land, the project is halfway. It's been left for four, seven years. After all, the government is paying this, is hiring the security to go and safeguard the walls that are done by me, by my money, which has not been paid to my account. Mm. then it, it's better for them to safeguard the walls, but my children must get hungry. Tomorrow they'll be coming to my door and knock and say, we are asking for your vote, we're asking for your mm. services to the municipality. Mm. I've been, uh, in my life, I was having 50 indigenous children's orphans, which have been every month paying food for them. Those kids, since from 2017, I don't know where they are, I don't know where they are living. I don't, you know, you know, Please, I will say it again in my life. I regret that day I put a cross under ANC membership. Mm. I regret. William, because these people, when they come, you. they are so humble. From there, you must make an appointment when you want to see them. From there, they said, write an email and send it to me. But by the time when they knock to you, they ask for your text, that is not happening. So my question to the government is a simple thing. When am I going to receive my life back and make sure my children are happy? Whoever is hearing me outside there, can you please, people? I'm requesting a meeting with the president. I'm suffering, people. I'm, 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 suffer. I'm suffering. <laughs> oh, Johan, um, 
you know, every time he tells the story, Amy Claire, mm. when when somebody is 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 calling the radio station just to be heard because it seems like there there is no other yeah. option. It's 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 quite heart wrenching. Let's quite let's move to uh, William in Cape Town. William, good evening to you. Evening. Um, I first want to start out to say that, um, firstly. To get the things right in uh, service delivery, mm. I think government must get rid of these tenders. You know, um, it was so such a good learning curve by the apartheid government, where they employ the people by the city of Cape Town, the council, and every day you see people are sweeping, every day you see people coming to collect the dirt, every day you see they're cutting the grass. Now, just tender business, I, I, I think it's, it's a big, big flop. And the government don't want to take responsibility, I, 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 I think. And another thing is, uh, if you see now for the last year where the lockdown started, there are thousands of new shacks going up. I don't know if it's political motivated, because you can see all the people's, all the people's uh, material that they use to build the shacks, it's all the same, and it's all, it's all brand new. Where does the people get the money? I don't know if there's political parties behind it who do it. It's all over. And, and mostly, as I say it now, it's not that I want to make it a racist thing or be racist. Um, it's mostly in the black areas. If you go, if you go in, 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 in Mitchell's Plain, you go in Mitchell's Plain, there's lots of open space in Mitchell's Plain, but not one colored people will go and put up a shack. It seems, and, and I was picking up people the other day, uh, three uh, um, um, Tosa people, and they told me, now all of them tell me the same thing. The people, they, they, they put up the checks, it's people who have, who's got houses, then they wait for the number, and then they're selling the, num- the houses for 50,000 rand, the, the checks. You know, there are so many people here in Cape Town, black people in Google too, and in Langa, and colored people in Mitchell's Plain and other colored areas. Uh, um, um, sorry, I didn't tell you know, the, the, the color of the people or the race, but um, the thing is this, um, we're sitting there for many, many years, 30 years, 20 years, a person from Eastern Cape comes into Cape Town, 20 years old, owes a house, uh, 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 owing a house, you know? No, but it's there. It's 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 their country too. Um, let's not do. Yes, your concerns. I hear your concerns, but you cannot be referring to somebody, uh, you know, from the Eastern Cape as if they also don't have a right um, to to residency in 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 Cape Town. Um, may um, I come in quickly? Okay. I was just thinking, William. Something interesting you're saying is that we have also the social welfare system where we're waiting for government to build houses. But what would be even more ideal is if there were the economic um, conditions for all South Africans to be mm. able to prosper to be and not have to, wait, not have to be waiting because it's terrible. I hear what you're saying. It's very tough on many families waiting for that housing. It's, it's a very, a very tricky situation. Absolutely. William, thank you so much for your call. Let's go to Vili in Christiana. Um, very good evening to you, Vili. Good evening, uh, Nomsa. Thank you for taking my call. You know, Nomsa, uh, wait for me because your your topic it's very it's too broad, and uh, oh, we we can talk until we are blue in our eyes, and then your topic frustrates us, and uh, your your guests 
organization, I think mm. the opposition party could 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 go in favor with your guest organization. The question being, are you feeling abused? How many calls on SAFM uh, call us uh, talk about corruption, 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 mm. corruption? Mm. So I'm sure 99%, if not 90% of South Africans mm-hmm. are abused. How many times do you hear words such as taxpayers' money has been looted, state capture, oh, we can name them and name them and name them until I don't know, mm. sir. Thank you for taking So, uh, no, really? hold on, hold on, hold on, Vili. Does it yeah. mean that because we talk about it every day, it, it, it's, it's, it's our everyday lived experiences. So isn't it important to, to, to talk about it? And when there are initiatives that are trying to, again, bring these issues to the fore, to highlight them as well. I mean, um, I, I think when we become passive, it's, it's, it's then that it becomes mm. dangerous, don't you think? I, sure, that's a very good point. <laughs> I, I don't know who to give. Okay, Vili, I want you to stay on the line. Amy Claire, let me give you a chance yes. to respond. Absolutely. I first of all want to thank Vili and William and Patrick and Johan for calling in and for adding your voice to ours by doing that because I think it was Johan who said that he feels so voiceless. And it's so true, but it, it makes a difference to put your voice out there. So first of all, thank you all for putting your voices out there this evening. Um, in terms of the passiveness, that's a very good, very, very, very good point. And what I, the answer I received from a colleague before when I said, does it really make a difference what we're doing, is that in, 19, in the 1980s, it seemed impossible that apartheid would ever come to an end. But it did, and it does make a difference what we do. And the Institute has been around since the 1920s, and they opposed apartheid, and eventually that did come to an end. And I think with citizen abuse, it's the same. It's very easy to feel when things are in a downward spiral as if that is inevitable and there's nothing we can do. But an upward trajectory is also possible. But it happens when we take an active interest and we stand on our rights and we ask for better and we, we insist on government being held to account. And another thing that the speakers and um, well, the callers tonight have mentioned a lot is corruption and also carter deployment. And absolutely, I agree with all of you guys on that. That is something that definitely has to change and we must put pressure on the government to stop that. And the thing mm. is, when you put pressure on the government, it does make a difference. And the story we had from the Residents Association um, in our interview with them was when they filled their own potholes, the municipality pitched up the next day and started filling potholes. That that pressure does make a difference. All right. Vili, can I ask you a question? Vili? Vili, are you still there? Okay, it seems like oh. we've we've <laughs> lost him. Um, I'm going to take Ngonde from PE. Ngonde, you've been holding on for a while. Thank you for your patience. Good evening. Thank you very much. Hello. Yes. Yes. Uh, award news reader. Award winning. Award winning, yeah. I wonder whether Zoleka will now replace you. But anyway. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. Ne? <laughs> Go ahead, Ngonde. Now, now, now. I actually wouldn't mind. She, she, she's very talented. I love I it. I know you would mind, yeah. I Good. wouldn't mind. Mm. Um, <laughs> let, let me premise my point of view mm-hmm. with this quote. Yeah. Politicians world over 
ventilate moral principles mm -hmm. but act on power principles right now you know the famous party that has got the motto a better life for all mm -hmm. well quite frankly if you are gullible you'd buy that and if you are naive but if you are not you know like me you know you would know that this is really a better life for the few not for all right mm -hmm. however your rir right i believe they are from 1920 mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. um most of their members would be members of the united party right um sorry then, of the, the blue party united, oh, okay. united party right way before national party came oh, to power okay. mm -hmm. that race relations were still there right now however i don't see them having a plausible solution for our intractable problem and the reason is your guests can show on this mm -hmm. irr uh, believe in liberal ideology which is yes. simply simply put in life normally you succeed i'm not saying that no, they're saying that in life you succeed because of inherent strength and abilities and you fail because of inherent weaknesses mm. and deficits um, so so nomsa i know that we're abused but nomsa if you're abusing me i would sign divorce papers right however mm. we do not seem to be in a credible opposition i like your guest point of view but what is the alternative Thank you so much, Nonde. Sure. Uh, Amy Claire, I am just going to give you a, a, a chance just to respond to what we said, yeah. and then you can just also just wrap up, um, just in terms yes. of 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 um, this initiative and uh, w how people can yeah. sign up. I'm actually sorry, also told that we've got three voice notes, but I just want you to first um, respond to what Monde ha has to mm. say. We'll listen to the voice notes and then we can wrap up this conversation. Sure thing. Sure, that's um, a very interesting point to raise. I would say the point with classical liberalism, why we believe in it in an institute, is we, we want there to be the equal economic opportunity so that people can have a chance in life. It's it's very tough, and especially when you have an economic condition like our country is in, a lot of people suffer a lot, and we want everyone to have a fair chance at least. Um, so addressing that, and then he said, what is our solution, I think, was the other thing. Well, we, we work with policy a lot. So if there's a policy like EWC that we see is going to be damaging to South African citizens, we oppose it and we demand the best deal for South African citizens possible. Um, and so our solution really is hold government to account and um, don't settle for abuse. And it's really that simple and it's a difficult kind of solution because it's simple and it takes time, but over, over, over time it does make a difference. All right. Let's listen to a couple of your voice notes that have come through. Good evening, Namsa. I wish one day the tax, the laws of this country can be changed and only allow taxpayers to vote uh, so that uh, these politicians uh, can be held accountable because the money that has been wasted by politicians, it's a uh, taxpayer's money. So, yes, Nomsa from Willowville, Eastern Cape. Good evening to you and your guests. Let me just add something to the abuse. In hard lockdown, the second week, 
government illegally doubled our carbon emission levels from 500 ml per cubic meter to 1000. This was done without any public consent. It was illegally done and it was way over the stipulated international standards. On that note, they increased the carbon emission levies on that year by 19 cents a litre. They further increased it this year by 27 cents is what we pay on our levy. Now, we pay for a deterioration of health. We pay more for deterioration of our health, especially people who live in the Pumalanga region. Now, is that not citizen abuse? Thank you from Chapter 2. Mm. Amy, um, some of the voice notes really, really coming in. So tell us how people can read up more about um, the campaign and also sign up for this petition if Mm. they'd like to be part of the campaign. Absolutely. Um, First of all, I'm going to do something a little different than I usually do in these interviews, which Mm. is to give you guys my email address. Mm -hmm. The reason being these stories you have to tell, we want those to be told and we can use those to put pressure on the government. So I'm going to give my um, work email address for you to send in stories if you would like to do so, stories like we heard during this program. So that is A-M-Y-A-M-Y hyphen C-L-A-I-R-E at irr.org.za. Secondly, you can visit our website, irr.org.za, and you can sign the tax petition there and stand by us by doing so. I'm going to repeat that. It's irr.org. I'm sorry, um, irr at... Oh, sorry. I'm just confused myself. No problem. (laughs) Take a (laughs) deep breath and start again. Sure. Um, you can sign up to become a friend of the Institute by SMS- SMSing your name to 32823. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Our handle is at IRR South Africa. And you can also engage with us on Facebook, message us, talk to us, um, and we will do our best to get back to you. Um, but yes, that is uh, how you can get in touch with us and how you can support our campaign. We also put videos out on the Daily Friend YouTube channel. And that is where we will be having next week's live stream on Thursday at 7 p.m. That's going to be on the Daily Friend YouTube channel. So, yeah, follow us and get in touch with us. We want to hear your stories. Thank you so much, Amy Clare, for joining us. And that's Amy Clare from the Institute of Race Relations. And maybe it's a conversation that we can also continue with towards the end of the show. I did tell you that after nine o'clock, we'll be having an open line and maybe ask you something that you can think about right now. What does active citizenry mean to you? Should we just depend on on politicians as South Africans? Or is this something that we as citizens can do to better our lives? Can we not organize ourselves within our communities and, and, and better our lives? Surely there is something that we can do because...